What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with a repeat guest. He's been on this show multiple times before. Did 100 deals in 2022 as an investor, flipper, rehabber, and wholesaler. Welcome back to the show, Matt Fullerton. What's up, Matt? Welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Dan. I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Great to have you back on the podcast. Uh, you're just, you know, a more and more frequent visitor as, as we... Uh, Can't get rid of me, man. Yeah. I like being on. <laughs> so a lot's been going on since in the market since the last time we, we sat down and did this. Um, I think we were talking before the show, like, 21 was a crazy market. The start of 22 was a crazy market. And then it, you know, kind of came to a halt, uh, at least the volume did. Yeah. And, and you just saw velocity slow down really. But what's, what's your take on what's transpired over the last year? I, mean, I think we had like one of the craziest sellers markets ever, right? Like for, a, for about a year and a half there, we had this super intense sellers market where there's no inventory. People can't find houses. People can't afford houses. You know, rates are low. Um, prices are sky high and it just kind of, it was, you know, something we've, I've, I've never seen it before anyway. And at some point, you know, after a year or so that people start getting used to it, especially newer agents, things like people got used to it and think, Hey, this is just how it is now, which isn't the case. You know, guys like you and I who have been through recessions, been through multiple slowdowns. We know that it's always, it's never this. It's always peaks and valleys. And the best you can do is hope to smooth out the data set a little bit. So Sure enough, second half of 22, markets slowed down real fast. Rates went up, you know, the government trying to push us into a recession didn't help anything. But, <laughs> but, trying? Uh, you, think, you think they're trying to yeah. cause a recession? Yeah, I think they're um, I think they're trying to at least slow inflation by causing some recessions and some sort of recession. But, I mean, that's that's for another time. They, Interesting um, take. <laughs> so they, uh, so they uh, eventually... We got to a point where, hey, the market was kind of stabilized, right? It was kind of like it was before COVID, before all that. But there's all these people who don't, who forgot, hey, the market, you know, before COVID, you know, inventory lasted a month or so. We had, or, or longer, we had lots of houses available. People could find rentals. That was normal. Um, and now when the market slowed down, it felt like a crash because you had been up so high, mm. coming back down to normal, it felt like a big crash. And I think a lot of people really took that as like, kind of like a death sentence for the market. But in reality, I think it was just more of a normalization. And we're already kind of seeing an uptick now, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but lenders I work with, they have rates in the fives now. So yeah, we're at we've, eight. We've definitely seen low or, or low sixes, even even fives now quoted without uh, points and origination or buy down. So um, yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely seeing that. We we we've seen an uptick in our open houses as well in the the DMV. Uh, market and we've even we've even seen multiple offer situations as well so yeah. um yeah it definitely it definitely seems like like it's like the velocity is is trending back up but it might be a situation where some houses get multiple offers some there's negotiations right it it i, I think it's an environment where skill sets will matter more than they did before. You can no longer be an order taker, right? Yeah, yeah. it's not McDonald's, man. We gotta have skills. 
Um, I um I used to have, believe it or not I used to have a sales manager a long time ago where I was first in the car business he goes hey if you want to be an order taker work at McDonald's otherwise go sell these people something and I was I was like okay that makes sense what uh, what are you seeing on the investor side of things I mean you you obviously do a ton of business like eight nine ten deals a month sometimes you flip them sometimes you keep them sometimes you uh you know, wholesale the deal, right? How, so what are you, what are you, what, how, how has your strategy changed in the last six months? As far as wholesale goes, what I found is, you know, a lot of people, lenders tightened up and when lenders tighten up, you know, deals tighten up. So we had a lot of private and hard money lenders who tightened up quite a bit and raised rates just because they're a little worried about the market, which then trickles down to a lot of the buyers. So I saw a lot of people, I knew right away, people would be a lot more conservative with their numbers. So that just means I have to be more conservative with my numbers. So I dropped my buy percentage, you know, I made sure I was real diligent with, hey, the area, the days on market there, did a lot more research on the actual market than just running the numbers with the cops and saying, okay, this is a deal. So, you know, in areas like, you know, inside the Beltway here uh, by DC, those areas inside the Beltway, they didn't really get hurt. You know, it was pretty much business as usual, but further outlying areas that are a little more rural and became a lot harder to wholesale there. So. I adjusted my numbers for those. And also anytime I see a market downturn, man, I, I buy properties and hold them. So right. I always liked when, when the market's going down, seems to be going down, I buy, get good deals on nice properties and, and I just hang on to them. So I had two deals that I originally planned to wholesale and I ran the numbers. I was like, man, rentals are through the roof in that neighborhood. Okay. I'm keeping these and I'm just putting some lipstick on and putting them back on the market. So I'm, I always try to buy a short and long-term rentals when we get a, when you get a little bit of a market downturn. Yeah, I think that's a really great strategy, and I think um, I think you're going to see more of those situations where yep, investors hold uh, and and go for the long term, right? They play the inflation yeah. game, they they play the the long term appreciation game, and exactly. because of that, on the on the flipping or residential side, you're going to see less inventory, right? So there's there's definitely forces uh, slowing down demand such as higher interest rates but at the same time there's there's forces increasing demand like higher rental prices and and forces that are slowing down the supply side um i didn't so i'd encourage every investor out there you know if you're a real estate investor and you're only a wholesaler i mean i'd say you know this is an old old term you know people have been saying forever but you diversify a little bit like you don't want to just be a wholesaler you don't want to just be a flipper you don't want to just be a, a landlord you want to be able to have multiple exit strategies for every property that way you can look at each property individually and, and, and make it work in a deal one way or the other. So for long-term rentals, for instance, if I can get them at numbers I'd normally get a wholesale deal at, I mean, it's a no-brainer. I get big appreciation, especially if they're in decent shape, you know, small, much smaller renovations to get them on market. And then all of a sudden I have a ton of equity. So the BRR strategy is, uh, is right there. It's, it's, you know, you can buy, rent, re renovate, refinance, repeat, just keep doing it over and over again. So that's what we do. We buy them, put a little lipstick on them, cash them out because we've got great numbers into them. Go buy another one. Yeah. Well, it's it's um, it's 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 an interesting time for sure. Um, I think you know we're gonna see interest rates come down this year. The Mortgage Bankers Association has forecasted that they'll average low fives, which means probably by the end of the year we're actually into the high fours. Yeah, I think um, so. I think at the same time. You know, we're st we're still seeing these year over when the when the reports come out on home prices, you're seeing year over year increases in prices. Like, 
January 22 to January 23, homes were up 8%. Yeah. Now that that gap is getting smaller every month, and I but I don't think it'll go negative until May or June. I think in May or June you'll see the first year over year decrease, but it's not going to be much. And you know, and I, I I think, but I think that alone will plus lower interest rates will get give buyers a little bit more confidence. And you know, yeah. I think un, unlike oh seven oh eight, uh, we don't have that that that. that that kind of comparison has been like overdone. We don't have to get into that, but I don't think we're going to see, you know, these 20, 25% drops, I think I five, think five think to 10, you know, maybe in some of the heated coastal cities a little bit more, but. I think it's a completely different situation, totally different set of factors than 0708. Like that's just the most re recent reference point for people. Like, hey, when was the last time we saw a market down there? 0708. So that's their, people use that as the most recent reference point, but that's like kind of like an extreme reference point. And so, I don't think we have the same market conditions. There's not, you know, a bunch of subprime CDOs being bundled and sold off and fake mortgages being created and everything like that. We're just seeing, you know, we're just seeing a little bit of a downturn in the market because rates were raised, there's some inflation going on, those types of things. What are the top top maybe three things that you would recommend for real estate agents to do this year to increase the business that they do with investors? Well, number one, I'd say for me, it's always prospecting, staying on top of people, a lot of outreach. A lot of putting themselves out there. Um, I would highly, you know, a lot of realtors got really used to being able to, you know, have people come and give them referrals or just, you know, kind of relying on people on leads that come in from their broker or leads that come in from their team. And when the market slows down a little bit, that stuff dries up first, man. The leads dry up first, the referrals dry up first, and you've got to go out and go after people. I mean, I'd be chasing down expireds and I'd be chasing down, you know, listings that went off market um, a couple of years ago. I'd be going after all that stuff. I'd be, you know, getting prospect lists and calling. I'd be all over social media saying, "Hey, I am looking to list houses. I'm looking to find buyers. I'm going to I'm going to get you the best price for your house and I'm going to find you the house you're looking for. This is the year I would be constantly constantly bombarding people with information to come and see me. A lot of prospecting." Yeah, prospecting, um, education, right? Like like we do the month we do the grid meetings, uh, investor meetups. Oh yeah, you know I think if you're an agent, you want to do business with investors, like. And you mentioned something you know. when we were talking before this. You said, you know, hey, you can't be an order taker anymore, and that's an right. excellent point. Um, you know, a lot of times when the market's red hot, you can just see you have people coming to you, and they just tell you what you want. You hand it to them, you know, on a little platter. But now that that's not the case, you've got to actually have sales skills. You've got to get, convince people, hey, this is the house for you, or convince people, hey, this is the price your needs to have, your house needs to sell for. Convince that other agent that, hey, this is the best deal you're going to get. You've got to be able to have some sales skills. So I would certainly, certainly um, tell agents out there to, in, to invest time in their education. Read the books. Come to our meetings. You know, listen to our podcast. Listen to the things that we do to make these things happen. And for, for the agents that really want to take the training to the next level, um, you know, we, we got to mention the opportunity that they have uh, at EXP with, with our group. Um, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. You know, they, they obviously get like all of the training that Carrie and I have done, hyper fast agent training and, uh, you know, masterminds and Zooms and whatnot. Like, but uh, what about the training that they get from you, right? When they, when they join Matt Fullerton at yeah. EXP, really. Yeah. Go talk a little bit about, you know, like, like next week you're getting on, uh, a Zoom to teach our group about specifically how to work with investors, how to get more investor deals, right? But go into a little bit more background on how you're gonna help agents uh, who join UDXP grow their business. 
Well, we're going to go all the way from the beginning, all the way to the part where they're like seasoned investors. So what I like to start out with for me is, you know, I've designed a couple sales programs for a couple large scale investors, especially out West, um, who buy, you know, dozens of properties a month. Um, and so one of the things I want to teach is not just, you know, how to invest. Hey, here's how you get this private money loan. Hey, here's how you estimate repairs. Because, you know, that, that stuff's all available. I think the thing that might even be more valuable at the beginning is the sales skills to go and meet with people and learn how to close these deals, learn how to get deals at the right numbers, and learn how to deal with prospects, deal with clients, and get what you want out of out of these situations and out of these interactions, you know, without having to lay everything on the table. So we're going to do a lot of sales training, a lot of sales education, um, a lot of prospect training. We're going to do a lot of training on, hey, here's how you invest. Here's how you wholesale. Here's how you flip. Here's how you do buy and hold. Here's how you do short-term rentals. Um, and here's how you work the leads from front to back um, that you get in to, to make those extra strategies work for you. So we're going to do we're going to do all of it, man. We're not just going to show them how to how to how to invest. We're going to show them how to get to the point where they can invest. What um, what do you think is the the biggest reason that real estate agents sometimes have trouble working with investors, or or they'd rather like not do investor <laughs> clients, like like they're, they're, you know they're more comfortable just just being one hundred percent residential. <laughs> I think there's kind of there's some stigma out there like oh investors are cheap investors only want cheap deals um, investors are going to be a pain they're not going to have conventional financing a lot of realtors just aren't used to it and and when the reality is that working with an investor especially like me is way easier than working with normal clients on market first of all I'm going to do the paperwork and my paperwork's easier I'm going to pay you a referral fee I'm already know what I'm looking for I'm going to go out and take a look at this house I can have an answer with you for you on a house same day I can I can get you if you show me a house today. I can get you an offer, get you a contract, get it all signed today and close two weeks from now. They don't have to, they barely have to lift a finger. All they got to do is get their clients to the table and get their clients to sign a contract. Yeah. It's just really learning a, another way of doing things, learning how to evaluate deals, learning how to find out what people's deal criteria is and then, and then go out and, and find that. And, um, you know, if you can pick up this skill set, I think for all the reasons you said, you know, you're going to be able to have repeat clients. You're going to have clients that are more financially driven, less emotional. And I think, I think there's a whole ton of benefits. And, you know, if you're an agent out there and you re you want to learn how to get really good at this, you know, learn from someone that's doing a hundred deals a year. Uh, if they want to learn more about, you know, partnering with you EXP, what's the best way for them to, to get in touch with you? They can check me out on social. They can email me, any of that stuff. That's all available. I'm all over I'm all over Facebook, Instagram, especially. Um, I, they can email me at any one of my emails. I can put it in the chat for you too. Uh, people can reach out anytime, and I can go over what we're gonna be what we're gonna be doing, and what the benefits are gonna be for joining. All right. What's um, what 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 contact uh, number so or email should they? You use? can email me at matt at chesshousehunters.com. You can uh, look me up on Instagram. It's the rei guy Matt. Uh, Facebook is just Matt Fullerton. There's probably a few on there, but I'm the one, you know, I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually in one picture with my kids or my girlfriend, something like that. So you'll, you'll, you'll recognize me. Um, and I want to mention also for the agents that in 2021, I paid one agent $33,000 in referral fees, just, just in referral fees. You got 33 grand. And in 2022, I, um, I paid an agent 26 grand or 25 grand. I'm sorry. In referral fees in 2022.
Yeah, so, that's a whole could be a whole nother leg of your business. Like if you if you get a listing that you know won't sell, but you think it's a good investor deal, and you don't have someone for it, you know, reach out reach out to Matt. For that sure. doesn't even include their commission. That doesn't include right. the commission they got off those deals from the sale. That's just what I paid them as referral fees. So one guy gave me eleven deals, brought me eleven deals in one year, got thirty three grand. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing at eXp. I know you're going to help tons and tons of agents grow their business there as well. And to all of our listeners and viewers, thanks for tuning in. Please remember to hit the like button, subscribe, share, give us the feedback, comments, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.